Nickety knack, snack, snack. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Jennifer A. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the croquet monsieur, la Madeleine, Aju, escargot, merda, verde. Justin Waddell, what's up, sir? What the? Are you? What are you up on doing some Duolingo this recently? I just got the I one lingo. You, I didn't know you were fluent in French. Failed French royally in high school. Was that French? It was, right? The first few, and then I ended up with little little Mexican food. Well, hey, I just got to say, thank you. What an introduction. How you doing, sir? I'm fine, Captain. How are you handling yeah. this new notoriety after that episode dropped for Knock at the Cabin? People were wanting to hear our takes, and I think I think we satisfied. Our, our, biggest, our biggest episode ever? Hell to the no. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. We're knocking at the podcast cabin. Ain't no one answering. You know, that's all right. Look, is that a is that a reason to stop doing it? No. No, we're not going to stop doing it. Once this avian flu takes us out, whatever's next, we're going to be podcasting in heaven, brother, with Jimi Hendrix. Speak you know what I'm saying? Yourself. Something. Speak for yourself. You think we're going to go to hell? The ultimate deplatforming for us. Yeah, we're gone. I, you know what our, our subtitle would be? Heaven's first, <laughs> heaven's first podcast or heaven's worst podcast? Can you imagine yeah. you land up in there? Pete's like, uh, I didn't. I never heard of you guys. What you, zo- you, z- you zoom in, and he and he and he cannot find the, uh, the this guillotine quick enough to send us straight down. Who's this? Pete. Pete. Yeah. I thought you said Heath. No, Pete. I thought you were referencing Heath Ledger. <laughs> he's in hell as opinion. well. Is he? Yeah, he's down there. Um, you never could anyway. shake that Joker character. Now he gets to oh. practice it forever. I think that if I do go to hell, and there is a hell, and Heath Ledger's in hell, he'll remember me from our scintillating interview that we had where we really... You, met, you've interv- you interviewed Heath Ledger for what movie, do you remember? A Knight's Tale. A good one. Did you interview any other cast? Paul Bettany. Oh, I like him. Still still cracking out. I was already close friends with Sharon Sossman, didn't need to make the uh, you know the outreach. I may did have you, spoken uh, did to... Did you call uh, her Sharon or Shannon? Did I say Sharon? You certainly did, buddy. I told you we're close. <laughs> it's her sister, Sharon Sasavat. <laughs> oh boy! Anything going on? No, not really. You know, work's been a little rough. I thought it was going to ease up. It didn't. That's all right. Look, that no one owes me anything. It's a lot to get rough. A lot to get hard. How about you? 
I just had my whole team in town, and it was delightful. I checked on you just a very, very little bit. You seem to be having a good time. Yeah, it's always nice to see them in the flesh. You miss your friend, though? You miss your podcasting buddy? Of course. But I knew you were doing doing God's work there, watching God knows what. Started watching The Resort on Peacock. Never heard of it. Show starring uh, Kristen Milati. You know her? Milati, I think. Cute, we like her. Cute girl. She's a great actress. And she reminds uh, me of Una Chaplin a little bit. Yeah, sure. I think you're right. And she um, she's in that Andy Samberg uh, Groundhog Day movie. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. And, also um, in the USS Callister episode of uh She was, Black yeah. Movie, yeah. And she's, I think she's fantastic. I like her. And this is really interesting. Uh, this interesting show. Still haven't um, seen half the Marvel shows, but you're watching The Resort. And I just finished The Stand. Caught that as well. I texted you. I haunted you with texts all throughout my watch of that. It made me wish they'd release it theatrically so we could do... 12 episodes on it. <laughs> Not worth a one, Nick, I have to say. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I did love the book back in the day. We, we both did. You made a comment that really set me off the other day when you said maybe the book's not so good. I started to wonder after uh, I started to cringe throughout some of the happenings of the show that I remembered were in the book. But, um, you know, I think King does a great job telling that story, whereas I think I feel like the miniseries is kind of surface level. It just kind of is boring. You give it to Mike Flanagan or Andy Machete, and I bet you they could weave magic with it. Flanagan, yeah, he'd be your best bet, I'd say. Machete, speaking of the of the devil, had a trailer release during Super Bowl Sunday for the long-awaited, dearly feared The Flash. Did you, did you see? Almost unanimous praise for the trailer and almost unanimous praise from behind the scenes for that movie. What right. could go wrong? Are you excited about it? I am. You, you know, you know, I love me some Batfleck. You know, I love me some. What about Keats? Michael Keaton, back love me some Batman Keats. Know well. he's great. Ben mm-hmm. Affleck won the Super Bowl from everybody's perspective. I missed his commercial. I went out and bought a uh, antenna. I don't have cable anymore, but I went out and bought a cheap antenna so I could watch the game, and it worked. And I saw some of the commercials, watched most of the game. I missed Affleck's commercial though. His uh, Dunkin' Donuts one. Mm-hmm. You saw it? If only it were on the internet everywhere. I just didn't, I just didn't watch it yet. It's cute. It's cute. And his uh, and, the, and the trailer for Air it looks delightful. I watched that a lot. His new directing effort. Oh, I did watch that. I watched that. That was before. Yeah, I watched that with uh, Matt Damon and a lot of other people. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Did you watch the indie trailer? I did. What'd you think? Still looks pretty It's too short, or? but it's fine, yeah. And there was there was a couple. Oh, Guardians! The new Guardians trailer was good. I thought. Yeah, not bad. They didn't have one for. Uh, I thought they were gonna do the Marvels, but nope. And Ant Man is coming out very soon. This now, Friday. Are you going to see it? Hundred percent. Like immediately. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. You and I were supposed to go see Avatar: The Weight of Water. We didn't go. The Way of Water. No, it's the Weight that's of the, Water. That's the Catherine Bigelow adaptation. He said uh, Cameron changed it. Did you hear? Isn't doesn't she have a movie called The Weight of Water? I think she does, actually. D- and didn't she marry him at one point? I think they were they were they were together. But yeah, it, he changed it to The Weight of Water because he wants, and he's squeezing more bucks that oh way. It's throwing everybody off. They think it's a a new Avatar movie. Did you, did you see that he re-released or they re-released Titanic, <laughs> and it's in like the top five? Yeah. When's that guy gonna fail? You know, Cameron. He has to have a goofy failure soon. Come on. It's, it doesn't have the time. You Give think he's me one. Gonna, the only failures he's going to have for the rest of his life, if any, would be an, an Avatar movie. There's no way he's going to do four more Avatar movies and still have you know motor function. 
I'd rather he just yeah. finish on top, just like with Catherine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I were they married or were they just together? Did they just go on a couple ice cream dates? I think he. I gotta know. I think he squirmed around her, and then obviously he also put Galen Hurt to task. Linda H. James Cameron. Let me look this up. Was he was he married four times or something? I doubt it. He, he's been with Susie Amos for a long time. I mean, I don't mean to zoom in, but they've been together for a long time. I don't know if there's a podcast devoted to Susie Amos, but unless there is. No podcast has talked about her more than us. But we always talk about her in relation to her being married to him. And you know, she did have a career prior to him. Remember, she was in some Western movies. Yeah, We've talked was about a, this before. She was a latter-day sissy Spacek. She was, and she had long hair once, and then James Cameron said, nope, not if you're my, not if you're my babe. The world always needs one rickety ginger weird out there, you know? You can pick one, which one will do. She was in Blown Away, which we do need to do. We watched half of it, and I gave up. It's bad. It's real bad. She's in The Usual Suspects, which is nice. She's in Firestorm. Howie Long. Mm-hmm. Viagra. What does that mean? It's a question and answer. <laughs> the, ballad, the Ballad of Little Joe. That's the one that, the movie that everybody paid attention to Susie Amos. The indie Western. Anyway, we'll, go, we'll do one of those or all of them. If we if we stick to our credo. Do every movie. On a show we call the Movie Microscope, ladies and gentlemen. It's a show where we zoom in. We squirt cream into cannolis. We amateur bait. Mop up what's dry. We beg off circumcision duty. We lick waveforms. We ask the Grimace for his license and registration. <laughs> Cook a crumble, hot wire a crucible. Be a helicopter child. Fill a beige bladder with toxic gas. Get all motherboard. Shave the northernmost point. Watch a movie through distressed, locust-filled, bat-shaped bags of eyes. Disseminate, reverse, undulate, project, watch, decide. Share with the likes of you, the listener. See what makes or breaks. So we're talking about Fist. We're talking about the scene where Stallone goes elbow deep in Roddy Steigs about some union muss. <laughs> Talk about the little moments, man. Speaking of movies we need to do. Man, Kevin Conway's in that movie, right? You're about to God's ears. Is that why you picked it? Because he's in this too? Is Kevin Conway... You're kidding? Mm-mm. A verified fact. Kevin Conway in Fist? Verified. Plays Vince Doyle. I think Stallone loses in that movie. Not a lot of movies where Stallone dies. Think about it. There isn't. Mm-mm. As if on QAs. Stallone dies in so few films. Can you name him? Fist. <laughs> was he supposed to die in at the end of First Blood? Yeah, he was. He died in the book, and he just he just gets grazed in does the he, calf. Does he die in literally anything else? He's got to. I would be hard pressed unless it's one of those tiny films that he may have been. I don't think he dies in anything else. Nobody wants to see him die. Death Race, Frankenstein, eh? Yeah, but that's one. Of, that's before he was Stallone. I don't know if he died in Fist. He gets killed in Fist. That came out after Rocky. Did it? Did he write it or anything? Or no? I don't think so. I think it stands for "Finally, I'm suing Talia." <laughs> Little onset defamation. <laughs> we should just end the show right there. So this, this, it's not gonna get better. Who does he? Does he play Monahan in this? In that movie? Uh, I don't remember. Um, it doesn't yeah. matter. No, he does. He gets decapitated, then the crowd eats him. <laughs> so get me hard. He does, he does die. <laughs> the crowd eats him. 
fucking charnel house. So what's your relationship with Jennifer Octo? Saw it once, probably rented it. I know this movie didn't have a grand reception when it was out. Did it predate Seven? I think it did. It's 92, Seven was what? Yeah, probably. Not that they have anything in common other than the fact that there's a number in the title. They have a lot in common. Flashlights. It's flashlights. Uh, 92, yeah. So I just remember it not getting a good reception, but critically, and it didn't make money. But you know, it's one of those titles that you rent that looks intriguing enough, and it that's all. That, and then I've kind of remembered Lance Henriksen's death from this movie over the years. That's about it. I I remembered that Uma was blind and it played a blind character, but that's it. I I didn't remember much. I didn't remember who the killer was. I didn't remember Malkovich was in it until you told me. So saw it twice um, in the theater. Of course you did. So you liked it. I did. I still do. I still I like it too. I was pleasantly surprised. The Malkovich segment of the film, I remember my buddy Sean, who you know, used to quote mm-hmm. it all the time. He makes you wait for his outburst, doesn't he? Yeah, I forgot he was in two scenes. I thought he was only in the one, but mm-hmm. nope, we get him twice. We do get him twice, and the best part is when he shows up for the second part, he got a cold, Nick. Got a stuffy nose, and he <laughs> plays it like this. How dare you? He holds his nose in the ADR or something and just, <laughs> and just goes full, full tissue in that mm-hmm. scene wadded up tissues and it's great i was starting to think i was showing signs of dementia when i watched it because my favorite line delivery from him and sean's favorite line delivery from him wasn't in the scene and i was like wait a minute i know he's in just one scene and i I know he has an amazing line i was wrong it's in two scenes and what does he say you had a lousy life with a lousy wife who was fucking everyone (laughs) says it to andy garcia the lead of this film, playing yeah. John Berlin. Now, we've done 8 Million Ways to Die with Andy G. We did. He played the baddie in that. Early Andy G. Did, was there anything else we've done with him yet? I don't think so. We could be misremembering, but you know, we what, we keep threatening, to, and somebody asked us to do it, too. One of our many fans asked us to do things to do in Denver when you're dead. He's also the star around the same time this movie came out. Also the star in, in Internal Affairs, which I love. And uh, a uh, Untouchables, which we haven't done yet. Giuseppe Petri in that oh. movie. Night Falls Manhattan, another good one. I love me Andy, Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia, charming, charming actor. You know, like just exudes charm and just kind of a cool dude. He has this trademark uh, intensity that is almost cartoonish. I know, but it works for him. It works almost. His, his accent starts slipping in this, which is fine. There's one word he says in his in his accent, in his normal accent, during Cuban, an outburst. He's a Cuban-American actor? Cuban? Where is he from? He's, he's a Cuban actor, he's right? He's one of the dirty people. I don't know what kind. God. And who else is in this? We got, let's just go through it. We got a murderous let's, row of Let's take turns actors. with the magic tits. All right, you got, well, we also already mentioned John Malkovich and Andy Garcia. Those are off. The Plate. And Lance Henriksen, we mentioned. Who else Ka- is in Kathy here? Kathy Baker. Bob Gunton in here. Sort of. So I'll go ahead and put it onto the canister. Michael O'Neill. Beloved character actor Michael oh, O'Neill. Man. Never stops working, that guy. You got Graham Beckel. The killer. You have mm-hmm. the delectable Lenny Von Dolan. Who, R.I.P., just passed away recently. We we did, uh, we had, we have done a movie with him in it. One of the best. Mm-hmm. Heartbeeps, what was it called? <laughs> Electric Dreams. Dreams and Kevin Conway, who I mentioned already. Yeah, he's in uh, Quick and the Dead. Like he's a very memorable character actor. 
He's, I don't know if you probably remember him best from Fist. Who was this written and directed by? There's a trivia question Bruce, creator of Withnail and I. Bruce Robinson? Think of Batman. Think of Batman. Bruce Robinson. I was going to give you hints. You know, Blank Wayne, and then who was Batman's sidekick, and then if, did, did Batman treat Robin like a... Sex pretty toy. Good, right? Bruce Sextoy did this? <laughs> he directed Withnail and I and a couple other things, actually. Quite a talented sort. He only has directed like four films. I think his last movie was probably his best, Rum Diaries, with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I'm sure he had a blast during that one, you know? But that was his last one, um, and he's working on a couple others. He seems to make a movie every, like, decade or something. Can I quote that movie? Can I quote the script? Rum Diaries? Yeah. Yeah. I was alcoholic. I was drunk. I was mixed with Coke. I was mixed with ginger ale. I was in a mule. I was in a dark and stormy. Today, I was... Accreted through piss. So you're saying that the, this, you're reading from the rum's actual diary? Is that what's happening? <laughs> well, the rum sounds like someone I would like to know. Fuck Captain Morgan. All right, so <sighs> talk about some legends in this. Conrad Hall, the DP. I know. Conrad Mer- Buff, editor. The editor. Yeah, Conrad, Conrad Buff in this. Conrad looking buff. And Conrad Hall, uh, did he? was he like the, the cinematographer on American Beauty? Am I right about that? A lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things. Die. Yeah. And one mm-hmm. of the producers I had a short friendship with, Gary Lucchese. Name dropping. Nice. He was he was of Lakeshore Entertainment fame, and he had done, I think, the Underworld movies, a couple other things, and I met him on a set, hit it off, and then we would email back and forth a little bit when I was trying to get my uh, some of my projects made. Did he? Is he still out there? I'm sure. Do you say you admired his, his producing work on Jennifer 8? I didn't. I didn't know he did it. I didn't um, need Jennifer Eight. I had Underworld. Oh yeah. Anyway, so what's the premise of this film, Nick? Can you even? Is there? Yeah, Andy Garcia has mm-hmm. gone to Eureka, California, to get away from Los Angeles, the big city, and all it entails. He had to say sorry to every on every street in that town, and he is going to the quieter, less aggressive climb of Eureka. And lo and behold, the prodigal fall- son returns. He, he used to live there. He falls right in the lap of a fucking case, deep and knee deep and knee deep. He does a serial kill case, killing the old blindies. First minute he gets there, he's all he's all up in dead bodies. The first minute he gets there, he's on a plastic mattress, looking at the sky, going "WTF." That's right, he does. He's in his old home. We follow him driving to his new destination. We fo- mm. we find him on sleeping on the floor, looking all gross. And then he beats Lance H. to the uh, crime scene. Yeah, he, he has a police scanner playing in his, uh, his, his, I guess, abandoned house that he well, still no, he, owns. Well, he, 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 yeah, and Did he buy it, or I thought he was just it's something house, that he had? It's his house, because there's a line yeah. of dialogue where it says it looks better at night or something. Mm-hmm. But he hears the beloved voice of one Lance Henriksen over the police radio and is just overjoyed that he gets to go interact with his former partner and buddy. Named Freddie Ross. And let's 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 get this out of the way right now. Mm-hmm. There is a beacon of light in this movie named Lance Henriksen. <laughs> it is the ultimate beacon, a glorious light that permeates, and then when it is dimmed, the movie loses a step. That is... Dead on, actually. This movie, as soon as he is blown away, it gets worse. And it is not really because of that, but that it definitely happens. It and, is because um, of that. You because think so? Yeah, it's kind of a... It tries to be a love story, and it tries to be this police procedural, but 
the counterbalance that Lance brings is so necessary because it can get maudlin, and Lance is always just electric in this movie. And it makes me sad. I was thinking about this today. Mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of a career he would have had. Now, granted, he, nobody's complaining about his career. He had a great, he's had a great career, but he played a robot, and that was what he was best known for for a long time. So he kept getting these roles where he's sort of like this calculated, kind of monochromatic dude. And in reality, he is capable of so much color. You look at his work in Quick and the Dead, and here, he could be so much fun and so engaging. I, I wish there was more like that. He could have been Fred Ward. He could have had some of those. He could have been one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's a man that loves acting. Like, he loves it. Like, he just wants to be on set. And uh, he belongs there, man. He's great in everything. It was in, remember we talked about it. He, he had, like, a role in Viggo Mortensen's uh, last movie that he directed that was, like, guess, supposed to be a big kind of a, awards grabber. But I don't think anybody really saw it. Um, We've done at least two Lance movies already. Yeah, we did a tremendously awful one. We did Pumpkin Individual. Did Pumpkinhead. Man's Best did Friend. One before, yeah, but we did one before that. Those There's more? That's gets me it's, excited. Um, it's the one with Brian... Brian James. Oh, the horror show. The horror show, yeah. That might have been the first we've done with Lance. What a treasure. What a treasure. This might... So, yeah, he's... he. Uh, what I liked about the beginning of this movie, it certainly kind of establishes these characters and takes its time. And it's very scenic. It's, it's kind of beautifully made, like, shot. You know, it's about these two characters who haven't seen each other for a while, kind of coming back together, kind of falling back into rhythm. And then Andy Garcia then meets... They both meet... Uma Thurman's character, who she plays a blind uh, teacher or something. I don't know. What's her profession? She's young. She lives in this home for the blind, and yeah. she's a witness to this possible um, kidnapping. I just liked all that. Like, it was all kind of uh, mysterious but slow, and I think it's you know moody, and, and it really works. I think when it, it starts to fall apart is when the mystery comes in more. Couldn't agree Maybe less. it's just because... Maybe because it's just not that interesting. It's perfect, um, but it's not a bad movie. I think it's kind of a, a little bit underrated. It's it's interesting. I'm looked. At, we forgot Perry, our, that guy Perry, that's in this movie. We're trying to find his last name. Perry, filmmaker Perry Lang, also in this movie. Who's and that? He's he's, a, he's 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 he plays Travis, the annoying young cop. But he's a director, and he did a movie we need to do on this show, Men of War, with Dolph Lundgren. Interesting. Um, yeah. Who plays the the institution institute institutes perv? Who is that actor? That's a great question. He was subtle, subtle character. Coke bottle glasses. They tried to make him out to be the obvious killer. He's not. He's just harmlessly taking nudes of all the the women in there. If his name was Bisley, it's Nicholas Love, but I don't know. Bisley sounds about right for that character, doesn't it? Let me zoom in. Mm-hmm. Movie came out in 1992, the year my favorite album came out. My favorite musician, Mike Patton, is from Eureka, California. Nice, that was a huge zoom. I was in college. It was my first 91 to 92, my first year of college, and this came out. And I go, anybody want to go see Jennifer Eight with me? And no, no takers. So sad. I was like Beasley, you know, alone. No one liked me. So anyway, Andy Garcia dumping cigarettes in a cup in this, Nick. Why? Because this whole subplot about cigarettes, mm-hmm. where he's this is his method of slowly quitting, and it comes back throughout the film where him and Lance make a bet. Lance catches him in a line, then later on Lance smokes a cigarette himself and has a caveat. Yeah, he says it's Christmas. Those are around the holidays, right? But so the reason that Andy goes see so you see him have picked a pack of cigarettes, pulls like three cigarettes out, dumps them in a cup, and then smokes one, and you're confused. But that's his his method is every time. If you smoke 60 a day, you take one and then you smoke, what, 59? Then you just keep dumping every, cigarettes. Every day you every take day. another yeah, another cigarette. That that would be a very mm-hmm. expensive thing to do in today's world. Yeah, well, Hendrickson said, 
How about just quit? That's what he says. <laughs> he says to him. There's some great dialogue in this, by the way. That's there another some, reason I liked it. Yeah. He, I, Lance's solution is for him to get himself a young ass, some young ass, which he absolutely does. But do you hear? So he, yeah, he says. He says this kind of this sexist line to him, to Andy Garcia, and he says at the end of it, he says, you need to just you know, basically go out and find a, a hottie. But then he goes, I sniff grief. That's what he says You to don't him. think I didn't write I sniff grief down? <laughs> it's the best. The scene ends on that line. This is a little early, earlier in that same conversation. He's talking about going to police function. He says, I got a chance to frighten the fat. <laughs> I didn't even write that down. I got a There's chance great- to frighten the fat. In this crime scene, they find a guy who, a homeless man, that they think had cut his own throat. And there was some, they talk about that had, the man had some practice slices on his neck before he went full, straight up, into the throat. And then later, I, they also find a dead dog, right? I think it'd be, I think there's a couple of dead dogs in this dump. Well, they also find a hand. And then all of a sudden, one of the cops is like, I found it. I found, I think I found something horrible, sir. And he did. Yeah. He finds a severed hand with a bunch of, or spaghetti on it or something. He says, I think I found something horrible. And Lance goes, what, under the hand? <laughs> that's Travis that's talking. Don't annoy me, Travis. It's one of his lines early on. There's also a little kid that discovered this man's body that's bumping around this dump. And the dump, the dump is a kind of a, quite a set. Like, it looks, it's huge. Right. And you could tell that they really wanted to use it. They go back to that set later. They do. And that kid gets to be involved in their late night digging session. Mm-hmm. Which seems unorthodox for police to have a uh, an urchin helping them out. They, yeah, he, the kid's like kind of talking tough. He his dad owns the the dump. His dad's nowhere to be found, and they call this kid Trimble. That's his last name. Cool. But yeah, he shows up later when they're doing night digging. He's there too, holding the flashlight. Mm-hmm. Flashlight budget in this movie was huge. Definitely, this also is a very very flashlighty movie. Andy Garcia at one point. And he's digging around there. He's got a pen light, not just like a mini flashlight. And he holds it between his teeth. He does. And he speaks dialogue around it. He does. Very cute. What other bodies are in this graveyard, this dump yard? Later or right now? At the beginning. Bodies. Oh, a mannequin. It looks like Krakow, man. It looks like mm-hmm. watching old war photographs, uh, except replace the bodies with typewriters. Super typewriter deaths. There's a ton of typewriters in the dump, too. Did you notice that? That's, I just said it like four times. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said mannequins. You said mannequin. What did you say? Typewriters, type. There's typewriters in there. Did you, did you notice them? Nickety knack, snack, snack. <laughs> so then they start to. They, they, then it's fun times. After this dreadful day, Lance and, and um, Andy Garcia are trying to get his mattress upstairs. But first, he shocks Kathy Baker, who is getting the groceries together. Andy comes yeah. in the door all sneaky types and gives her a jolt. But that's not important. What is important is what the actual fuck is on top of the refrigerator. <laughs> I didn't see. What is it? There is a head with a wig on it. Just like a mannequin? There is a mannequin head with a wig on top of Kathy Baker's refrigerator. Are they not in Andy Gar- I thought they were in Andy's house. They're in Kathy Baker's house. Because remember, they're looking wow. for their... Their son, Lance is yelling for his son who has stepped out. Oh, that's right. And, and, and by the way, Kathy Baker is married to Lance. They're, and Kathy Baker's kind of the, grew up with Andy Garcia, kind of the de facto, like, older sister to him. Younger, old, older, younger sister, I think he calls her. Kathy Baker, a, a legendary actress who has been the same age since the birth. She's great. Well, she, she, gets a good, she gets nice moments in this. Clean and sober, she was great in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. Do you see what kind of 
kind of fridges that, that I think it's, Lance it's has? A, it's a weird fridge. It has a weird name. Cold Spot. Yeah, it was it was very it was like a very fifty style font that they used on it. Do you think it's a real? Yeah, absolutely. Cold spot. Yeah, yeah. I can't zoom in and see if it's real or not. I hope they made up a frid- refrigerator brand for this movie. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that's where all the money went. The uh, yeah, I guess Andy's moving in with them. I guess that's what that signifies. He, he's gonna be Is that what's out. going on? I yeah. thought he was. I thought they're moving that up in his house. You no, know, he has his own house. He does have his own house. Yeah. Maybe it's a different scene where they're moving it up his shit. Because me, yeah, all yeah, that's close. a later scene because because Lance is wearing a ridiculous hat in that scene. Um, Did you okay. notice the ridiculous hat he was wearing? So then Andy's the one that has this cold spot fridge, I think Garcia. But it doesn't matter. They have a fifty dollar bet. And Andy Garcia is intrigued. Lance says, "I'll bet you fifty dollars if you could quit smoking." He takes that bet. That's a lot of money back in ninety ninety two. Apparently. What do you think? Would you, do you see who leaves a voice? Because Andy Garcia is intrigued by this. Thinks something's up with this this severed hand, and he he starts some digging around. He uses his old connections back in Los Angeles to help him. Who does he contact? I know the scene, but mm-hmm. I was so distracted by something in that scene. I don't remember the dialogue. Doesn't matter. I'll tell you who who he contacts. But what were you distracted by? Andy Garcia. His his answering machine is on a little tiny table. Okay. A little like a little coffee table end table. Mm-hmm. Andy Garcia sits on that table, one hundred percent with his ass. It, it does not look like it could support a man. It's a brave acting choice. He puts one hundred percent of Andy Garcia on top of it. <laughs> nothing bad goes. Nothing bad happens. <laughs> I was watching, biting my nails. Is that table going to break? Because it's. I know what happened if I sat on it. <laughs> he contacts Ronzo. That's who this guy is. His last name must be Ronzo. And it's a, bad, a, a it's detective a, yourself, are you? Me? Well, it's a it's a bad look. It's a bad acting. It's a bad voice message acting. By the way, I, I noticed. Did you? I think it's hard to act leaving a voice me- message. Disagree. It doesn't ever sound that great on film. And this guy's no exception. He tells Andy Garcia to shoot him a duck, which I looked up and it sounds like it slang for a fart. Now that can't be true. Do you think it's a money thing? Shoot me a duck. No, what, I, what do you think I that think means? it's because he moved to Eureka, which is rural. Oh shoot. <laughs> He's ripping him for where he moved to. It's actually great. Shoot me a duck. Of course, that's better than my digging and zooming, which I thought he said. Fart. Blow me a fart. <laughs> me a fart while you're out there, which is maybe better. Actually asking someone to fart <laughs> as a thank you. Jesus. I cannot zoom in. This is this movie zoomed tight to me. Anyway, Garcia, you notice that he does a, he's a little bit like of a policeman, but he puts on a little science, like lab work coat every once in a while to do some forensic shit. We get to watch him look at hands up close. Yeah, he's got, he got a little lab coat, a little white lab coat he puts on. And if I'm not mistaken, he's got something in his mouth again. He's dangling some pen or some sort of implement. Always. Always. But the big thing is Andy Garcia is starting to dig in, trying to make connections, realizes other people, other Women have gone missing. Everybody in his department's like, get here for a day before you start fucking around like this. You know, like, give me a break, Andy Garcia. And they Don't are be trying super to super cop right away. And know? they're trying to red herring everybody. They're trying to give make everybody look like a potential suspect right out of the gate. They may, they find their way to this thing, this institute for the blind. Whoa, the, whoa! What I skin? Whoa! <laughs> you got to pull back. You haven't talked at all about digging bullets out of dog heads yet. You haven't talked about 29 minutes in, 
The term Jennifer 8 is mentioned. Right, Whoa, you pull please. it back. <laughs> you lead this, because I must have skipped around. I, I have the dog happening Whoa. after Oh! I have the dog happening after the Institute. Yes, you're right. Okay, good. <laughs> but you go ahead. You lead the way. So, yeah, you're right. They do go to this uh, blind asylum, and Bob Gutton's running point over there. And he's Boring is not. He's, he's hating them that they came and they started asking questions. He's like, I don't pay attention to the people that are here. I could give a flying fuck. He's like such a dick. Lance Hendrickson, when they leave the office to go talk to Uma, he takes note of something that about Bob Gunton. His shakes, his hand, his his, uh, his handshake is like a semi-hard penis or something like that. He says, "Is he? It's worse. His, his handshake is like beautifully put. His handshake is like a partially excited penis." Partially excited penis. Now, later now, on, there's a scene where they shake hands again. Did you get all microscopic watching that handshake, seeing how how penis it looked? Did it look penis? It looked penis. <laughs> Bob Gunn's a method no. actor, so he penis the hell out of his hand. <laughs> Do you like how much Henriksen used the word, the, the, the loving term bro? With I Andy love Garcia? it so much. There's a quote later on that I wrote down. Here comes the malice, bro. Oh, actually, that's that's uh, that's a uh, that's a line from Malkovich. But yes, I love. And Malkovich uses bro as well. I got to tell you, yeah. I don't think I'm getting too controversial when I say that. I mean, you got Caruso and you got Peterson, but just a notch underneath, I think Hendrickson deserves to be. I mean, it's not a controversial thing. I I would say he's a B. Yeah, like he, like one like B, like a like one B level. I can't put. It's hard to put him on the same level as. Peterson for sure. And Caruso. Caruso, I can't put him in there either yet, but I love him so much. He's just right there. So so Peterson's one, Caruso's one B, Henderson's one C? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. Well slot of men. I mean, they're all legends. Were they ever in any like a combination, any a movie together? I can't imagine they have. It sucks. World's Henderson small works man. so much too. He kills he kills them work-wise like he's in so many more films he also is um, probably easy to work with unlike them and we know crusoe isn't but peterson look at that man would you be easy uh-uh. i hope he's hard it should it should be hard to work with him he's so great you know 100 so they go see gutton and then they're introduced to uma thurman's helena who is blind as hell Lena. and she instantly kind of notices that because they're asking she's a witness you know obviously she's blind Mm -hmm. worst witness you could possibly imagine but she uh she makes a comment about the person who is obviously the killer who's obviously john who's obviously the guy from la confidential also smelled like cigarettes in his breath and 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 so this is here's how they get there we didn't explain that you know andy garcia is he's looking at the hand he's looking michael kane and then he it comes to him His, his brain's working when he's just sitting in a car and he sees like a stop you know like a a hand flash for like a walkway, and he and he goes, oh, because he realizes like the the worlds of the fingerprints are all rigid. He goes, oh, it's like Braille. I bet the person was roughing their hands all over Braille. That's how he, they get to. The I don't think that's institute. what he said. I don't think Braille is what causes the scars on the hand. I think that's what he. I think that's the excuse. Although no, later I, they say that she no, wasn't much for Braille. It's them because they're grabbing ovens and they're they're touching. They're finding out the hard way about sharp things and all that. Not, they're not Braille doesn't injure people. They I think it's. I think it's a. I think he says it's a Braille. It's a. It's a Braille injury. She came down with a Braille injury. Yeah, he speed said this reading. Like speed reading her hand to bloody death. Am I wrong? I don't think I am. I don't think he says he's like. She's like. 
accidentally touching. Anyway, the person they 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 tra- they, they uh, talk, they figure out, or he figures out that maybe this blind institute holds some answers, and then this woman has has kind of gone missing that used to live there, and then uh, Uma knows her, so that's why they're talking to her. I just want to catch everybody up. She had a braille injury. Hendrickson starts to notice that Garcia's taking a liking to Uma, and, and he why? says, "Because she's beautiful." Oh yeah. That's probably why. Andy Garcia wants to keep talking to her, and he says, to kind of get more from her, because she hasn't given up a lot of details on this guy. This guy was with this woman when, when the woman left or moved out. Henriksen says, she's blind, bro, which amazing. But then he says, you're better off talking to one of these Beethoven guys. And he motions. Uma has a piano with a lot of uh, mm-hmm. Beethoven yeah. uh, heads on it. Calls them the Beethoven guys, which is a pretty great name for a band, honestly. Let me circle that in case I... Actually, you you're the guy that's in bands. You should start one. Do you know how, Do you know how Beethoven died? This is let me zoom in. Braille injury. Exactly. He's deaf though. Doesn't change. He was. What, He's. He still did braille. Yeah. It was ear Good braille. Good. It was ear braille. He died from ear braille. She's eating a lot of braille mix. That's how she entered her entered her fingers. Look, yeah. I'm saying that's what that's what Andy Garcia says. I can't believe. Am I wrong? Would you create a uh, reading serve a, a thing to help the blind that injures them? No, it's from her fi- fingering around, grabbing knives by mistake, and poking around. Because he says, "I'm 37 years old, and this is how many scars I have in my hand from uh-huh. all the braille I do." Jesus, Look, all I'm saying is, you play, you do, uh, you play guitar, right? Yeah, you got calluses on your fingers, right? Loads, same shit. Damn straight, I nailed it. Guitars aren't a language to help me, you know, listen and see and shit. No, they're they're language. Come on. <laughs> Look, then they go to the dump again. That's when your little dog comes in. Yeah, there's a scene where he digs a bullet out of a dog's face. Mm-hmm. Something I did not know I needed. Yeah, 22. It's a no, small gun. Just right? one face. You're getting everything wrong. Yeah. Um. So then Andy Garcia revisits Uma because he's got the super hots for her. And he goes, hey, was someone here before I came in? Because the door was flapping. A lot of flapping doors in this movie, Nick. More than maybe any movie since in history. Since yeah, since the Frank Whaley one. <laughs> Lots of doors flapping, and then that it figures in prominently into the plot at like when Lance is is is, is destroyed. Um, Malkovich talking about flapping doors. Can't. What do you think? Love. That was the original name of the movie. But yeah, so he starts a courtship of sorts with Uma, carrying her unseeing ass all around town. Takes it to a restaurant. Well, he she, she, he he's slowly getting information about this her, person. What that her was, body feels like wrapped around his. What this person that left with her friend was like. Oh, but he, she he's also throwing out observations. Like you're blind. And she says some some cars sound fat, some cars sound thin, and this dude's. And then Andy Garcia says, "Was this car fat or thin?" She said, "Sounded hollow." But I thought that was an interesting thing. Some cars sound fat. She's very self-conscious. She, she's at the restaurant. She feels like everybody's staring at her. No one's staring at her. Except me, baby. That's what yeah, Andy Garcia, Andy Garcia is. Now, I'm sure you read the trivia that this was intended for a much older, less attractive actor. They wanted Pacino. Some, no, they, somebody mentioned, they mentioned uh, somebody even worse. Well, they originally wanted Pacino in this role. Somebody worse, though. There was somebody even worse that they were thinking about. And instead, they got the absolutely ragingly hot Andy Garcia. <laughs> Yeah, they keep making references that like his friends are telling her that he's in his fifties, he's got a gut, and he's like smirking that off. He's like, oh, whatever. He never corrects it. His hair is insane in this, Nick. Did you notice? It's it's Andy Garcia. His hair is ex- exactly the same in every movie. In that restaurant scene, except the Internal Affairs, where he's got a buzz cut. It's like his. There's like two antenna hair 
like coming across like his eyebrows. Did you notice that? Two hundred percent. The camera eye fucks him the entire movie. What does it do? It eye fucks him. Like like the camera is. I'm surprised the camera doesn't have to smoke a cigarette after every shot. Right. Someone has a dream about God in this and calls God. I think it's Andy Garcia and calls God a nasty little guy. <laughs> I don't remember who, this. Who says who says prayers are like junk mail? I think it's Garcia that has this telling Uma this, and then she like falls head over heels. Obviously, <laughs> that's just because she can't see. What do you think of the scene whenever um, he has Uma like back at Lance's place and she she blindly steps on a bunch of cassettes on a table? Did you notice that on a table? Yeah, like she's she steps on over a table, table for it. She does like she's being helped over this to get, and she steps on a table over a table or something. There's just a bunch of cassettes she walked on. I don't remember this. There's a lot of cassettes in this and VHS tapes. There's some cassettes with Braille on them too, which I thought was awesome. What was there? You, you see her music collection later on. I remember when she touched one, she was like, ouch. She's like, that's what I call pain. She said, I like the harsh braille. I like it when, I like it when it's sharp like this. Yeah. I remember when she said that. The, the police department thinks he's just trying to get, get it wet, but mm-hmm. not really. she's not integral to the crime necessarily. Right. And he's supposed to leave her in the dust, but he can't because he's Andy Garcia. He yeah, he's like, I'm yeah. beautiful. I, don't, I need somebody blind to fall in love with me. He starts to bring her, you know, starts to involve her in his life. Mm-hmm. And in Kathy Baker does. and Lance Henderson's life, there's a scene where there's a party and she pulls in Olivia Newton-John on Uma Thurman, gets her all dolled up for a party. She does. And just like in nearly every one of the movies like this where they doll up a person who is already beautiful, she looks worse. Mm-hmm. She looks worse. She does. But then Andy Garcia says, you don't have to do this dress like this for me. I'm That's after look, she gets I'm... terrified by a room full of people. Yeah, because she's left alone. Andy Garcia gets a call. She's left alone, and people keep bumping into Uma Thurman. And, and and it's at that point in the film where I think maybe he's, this is abuse because her character is not equipped for Earth because yeah she's very adept in her little private room in her little place. Mm-hmm. Now she lost her eyesight when she was a teenager when her parents got wiped out in a car accident. Yet again, a car accident ruining families on this show. Yep, at fourteen. Honestly, she's in her twenties. She's an adult. Maybe just say, hey, could somebody move me to a couch so I don't get terrified? So, look, it's not abuse. What happens is... No, but Kathy he's Baker taking... I feel like out. he's taking advantage of her is what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think he... he. I mean, he could... Look, he has a connection to her. I don't think it's malicious. Uh, I think he's very attracted to her. Maybe it's inappropriate. That's for sure. How this happens, this this part where she's getting bumped around the party, it's not meant to happen. He, he didn't want to... He leaves. He thinks she's in the care of Kathy Baker, who gets distracted and has to go do some kick cooking in the kitchen. She he leaves. She leaves Uma to the care of her son, and the son is just young and kind of lets her go. And so that's what happens. It's not abuse, bro. It's abuse of power, maybe. Maybe you're all right. All right. She, let's, uh, let's, let's, she let's could just on. say, "Look, I'm a little nervous. Can you please seat me someplace so I don't get scared by normal things?" Mm-hmm. So after all this happens, the boss lays it out on Andy Garcia and he says I don't want you up at that institute anymore I'm flat out about that don't go back there so then they go to the bar and Lance Henriksen has the line of the movie I had to put on the subtitles to read it okay they're going to get a drink a bunch of cops in this bar including the killer including the killer and Lance zeroes in on the bartender and he says look at those amazingly bosoms that's what he says. I turned the subtitles on. because Is there a missing word? First of all, that's a terrible thing to say. She says thank you, I think. But he says, look at those amazingly bosoms. 
that's what the subtitles say at least and it does sound like he's saying it and that's and that's the line of the movie apparently to you well it's in well it's not the line of the movie but the line of the movie is interesting actually this is before the sparkly dress i'm sorry it's okay but Garcia, she's, you, you missed you missed the total creep shots. Whatever Uma's in the bath, this guy. No, that, is that's dark, about to happen. That's about to happen. That's before sparkly dress. No, it is. I I'm, got my notes right. You fucked up. Oh, I don't have any notes about the sparkly dress. I was just talking about it from my memory. Okay, so yeah, yeah. The bath scene is famous because she's naked in it. It's right. also creepy as shit the way they shot it. It is. Yeah, the camera's quiet and flashing as she doesn't know it's a, and it's in the dark. I don't think that's. They said that's not really Uma in the trivia or something. I demand. To I, I want a refund. This guy's on the. He's like uh, perched on the toilet. By the way, he's to, he's the toilet creep in this. Zoom in. Starting to love him. <laughs> Starting. You to think love it's him. the killer, but it's it's just the perv that is. It works at the institute. What? That's not the killer. Oh, there's shit. the perv that lives. The perv. There's a perv at the institute, and like when he when the landstiff things go down, he he runs into his um. He bumps his, his head on a on a vagina on his way into the room. Yeah, that's all the shots he's been taking of, of Uma. Did you not put connect? I, I I knew he was a creep, but I didn't know. I thought it was okay. So yeah. So anyway, yeah, he bumps his head on a, on Bush on his way into the. Yeah, and he it's, he's the he's the guy. He's the killer hasn't been taking pictures of her. I don't think. What was the movie we did where Tobin Bell? Is the is it one of the Alex Cross movies where Tobin Bell's T- the toilet creep um, living underneath the building? What is it? One of the Alex Cross movies? We did more than one. We did all three. Please refresh my memory. I remember that we did Alex Cross. We did Kiss the Girls and uh, Along Came a Spider. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a movie where Tobin Bell's a janitor. The guy's downstairs looking around in his office, and then he talks about his mother's hair. Remember? And then he I know we did Tobin Bell him month. It's one of those. It's not the firm, obviously. What is it? There, and the, yeah, there's someone that they ha- he attacks the guy, and yeah. then Tobin gets killed. Oh, oh you know, it's, it's um, malice. It's malice. It's malice. Yeah. Yep, I almost re- I remembered it. I, I need to mm-hmm. watch it again now. I killed it. He's watching it. I hear she's worth the flowers. Jesus Christ! What do you think of Hendrickson in a bolo tie? Did you notice that? I didn't. Looking amazing. Looking amazing. Amazingly bosoms. <laughs> he says, "Line of the movie." And then uh, Vess is okay. So they do get drunk at this Christmas party. Andy Garcia is like, "Look, she this killer is going to think she's gathered the institute. He's going to creep over there. We let's go. Let's go to the institute and investigate." And Hendrickson's drunk enough at night to go with him. Hendrickson invites himself. Garcia is playing. Yeah, yeah. And and so they go and they, they have, have flashlights and they have funny bullets called what glazers. I think so. But the best thing, one of the best things in it, I think they have these flashlights. <laughs> it says about his flashlight, "This thing's fucking quitting." About his dying flashlight, which is great. Yeah. I just keep things, saying things are great. And then he joins the flashlight. He does. Quits life. See, it's funny, because I had always misremembered that he thinks he's killed by Andy Garcia in this movie. He does think it. No, he doesn't. There are two people named Joe in this movie, and it's funny John. that... The, John. John, I mean, John. So Andy Garcia's name is John, and so is the killer's name. And, the, and they're talking mm. about this, this killer being named John throughout the movie, and there's a quick scene in that bar scene where Lance calls him, see you later, John, to the, yeah. to the killer. Nobody even thinks twice about, hey, how many people in the police department are named John? But when, when uh, Lance Henderson gets killed on the, on, the, on the stairs, he goes... He says, John, and he goes, not you. you know, oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. It's the other John. He's It's it's another one of his coworkers. He does think it's Garcia at first. At first, but he, when he gets killed, he yeah. knows who's killing him. Because I was really kind of tore up a little bit thinking that the poor guy yeah. died thinking that his best friend killed him. Mm-hmm. And now watching the movie, it's obvious that he realized it was that other guy. Yeah, Lance goes this way. So Garcia goes in, Lance guarding outside. Garcia gets uh, knocked out by a door, by a swinging door. 
intentionally this time. And then the killer kills Lance, and he does it. He shoots Lance in the hand, shoots his fingers off. And he shoots him in, what, the shoulder or the chest or something? Mm-hmm. Then he th- shoots him in the throat. Terrible death. And, Amazing. yeah, they pin it on Andy Garcia. <laughs> yeah, Lance eats shit in this scene, and that's the end of him. <laughs> Poor guy. He does. He bleeds out. Um, killed with Garcia's gun, and it leads to the like, kind of the the meat of this movie, which is just not as exciting as as the, as the run up. Yeah, but this is three quarters of the way into the movie, basically, or well, over half. It's about halfway in, I think. It's still good. I mean, yeah, obviously, it's a procedural. You know, the the John Malkovich scenes are amazing, and that's the thing that's interesting too about this movie. Half the movie then is Garcia kind of being blamed Hendrickson. You know, Hendrickson's murder. Like he, they're like. They think that he did it, and there's like this IA investigation that takes up most of the rest of the film with Malkovich, and it's not that every once in a while. Well, any, every once in a while he lets he lets Garcia go to do some more investigating. Well, and then they quickly throw together the logic behind why this other John would be killing these women. You know, him being the not only quick, sighted. Not so quickly. I mean, they they kind of it's an afterthought the way that they present mm-hmm. it in the movie. Doesn't right. matter. It's all about actor stuff. It's all about. Uma and uh, Garcia doing their thing. It's all about Malkovich doing his thing. It's all about Kathy Baker somehow forgiving Andy Garcia and then being the yeah. Hero, there's the a hero there's a thing. sad there's a sad scene when when right after Hendrickson dies and Kathy Baker doesn't want to talk to Garcia. She doesn't want she just wants to go to sleep and he hugs her. Like, like all that stuff was great. I just think I feel like the character stuff and the relationships between the characters are great. The murder mystery. It kind of lets the movie down a little bit. And I think the director said he just wanted to make a commercially successful film so he could get more work in America. How'd it work? Did not work. How many times when somebody goes into something for commercial reasons without any artistic merit, how, do, how often does it work out? Well, that's what's so strange. I feel like this movie is like kind of art- artistic and at least thoughtful for a while before it kind of gives in to cliche. But anyway, Malkovich does kind of help jolt the movie a little bit back to life with his performance and... Like I said, he plays the some of the interrogation scenes with a cold, which he adds adds to the fun. This was before, right before In the Line of Fire. This is the movie that preceded it in his uh, filmography. Yeah, and it makes sense. He he feels like that character a little bit in this. He's about to light it on big time mm-hmm. as an actor. Yeah, here comes the malice, bro. Blew his larynx out. There's a funny. There's also a funny phrase when Garcia ends up. He's having like a. He had a confrontation with a killer before. He, you know, they just have a bad work relationship he doesn't you know the killer's a cop and garcia like the killer's giving him shit for liking uma and like ripping uma uma and he garcia finally had enough loses his temper he's and he says to him meanwhile you better be aware of me because i wish you ill it's like the politest thing you could say to somebody that you hate <laughs> he chokes that guy the same way he chokes malkovich later on in this movie he's a big yeah, he grabs weird, his, he's a weird he grabs malkovich's head that's a super zoom though andy garcia's a weird choker you notice that? Yeah, that is, yeah. He just tries to make you look fat. He pushes your neck up to make you look shitty. Doesn't really change. Malkovich, Malkovich welcomes it. Yeah, he's like, this is going right into my reel. I love this shit. And then who, uh, and who is the ultimate hero in this movie? Well, that would be Kathy Baker. Makes me so happy. She pulls a Lindsay Wagner. She pulls a Nighthawks. That's exactly what I thought of. Yeah, they do a rope-a-dope. Uma is back at the Institute. Killer comes to kill her uh, and chases her and gets confused then he sees a he see oh there's there's the blind lady he starts to chase her blind lady turns around not not Uma anymore but Kathy Baker in a wig and she's packing she shoots the killer shoots him at least three Rice. times yeah and, and then, then and then instantly Andy Garcia is out of jail last Andy scene Garcia's the, like, what did I miss I didn't get to participate in this climactic thing 
I love it. So she, Kathy Baker saves the day, and then instantly mm-hmm. Andy Garcia and Uma Thurman are walking around in nature. That's what the movie could not end quicker because uh, Uma says, that, you know, Andy Garcia mentions something about it being like a red sunset or something, and Uma well, says, I remember red. Well, she goes, is it dark yet? And it's the middle of the day looking. It's perfectly bright out. Beautiful. What a fucking idiot. Yeah, she said, I remember red. And he's like, of course you remember red. You were 14 when you went blind. You see, of course you do. Yeah, we're like a baby. Yeah, your parents were both red. Your brother was red. They're all smattered around in the car with you. <laughs> of course you saw it. I remember, she's like, I remember red the first time I scraped my fingertips across Braille. You and then Malkovich saying? goes, I'm about to remember Red in a few decades. Bruce Willis. The Bruce Willis led Red. Yeah, but I think Malkovich is in it. He is in it. So is Helen Mirren. Who else is in that? Don't matter. We're never it doing this matter. movie. They did Red and Red 2. You're right. They it's never a Red franchise. They never got to where Wedge shows up. Who? Well, Luke was Red 5, you know? Yeah. There you go. Oh, Wedge. Anyway, so that's the movie. Yeah, I think we killed by it. By the way, I noticed something during the end credits. The mm. theme to Dexter appears in Conrad, in the in the music at the end of this, uh, during the credits. Are you serious? Yeah. It is the exact progression that they use as Dexter's theme. So I wonder if that's a little wow. Easter egg. The composer of wow. Dexter said, you know what? I'm going to watch Jennifer 8 and get inspired as fuck. Did you think that, it, you know how, do you ever feel like it's weird like when people get knocked out in movies so easily? No. I know it's a boring thing to say, but he gets out. Not, Andy Garcia gets hit by Doran, gets knocked out cold. Right? Don't you think just would just go ouch? I've been knocked out before. How? Like what happened? You, you get, were you boxing? I was playing basketball and I was going to pick mm-hmm. up a ball, and a guy went up to lay, hit, do a layup, and his knee hit me in the head. Oh jeez! And knocked me out, fractured my skull. I was concussed, and I was oh out for God. like when, a couple of minutes, and then how old were you? I was in tenth grade, and then. I went to the um, the obviously I went to the you know the nurses thing and by the time mm-hmm. I got to the nurses room I didn't know who I was or anybody else. You told me this part of it before I don't remember. Yeah. yeah and then what? How long did it take you to recover your memory? Uh, a long time because I went to the hospital. My parents were obviously terrified and I came up with names for them. Like I called my dad Strawbag. I said his name was Strawbag. Which they must have loved, by the well, way. Well, they joke about it afterwards. And then my aunt, yeah. Roseanne, came to see us at see me at the hospital. I, I said, that's Aunt Racine, not Roseanne. <laughs> and then they said, what's your birthday? And I said, July 3rd. And they go, what year? And I go, every year. And I got really mad. <laughs> it's like that joke in uh, Hot Fuzz or whatever. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, um, I healed. So did you, is that the only concussion you've ever had? That I know of. The next one oh, I man, get was, is when someone comments on one of our things. Did, was Malkovich there when you woke up and say you have a lousy life and you're lousy, lousy at retrieving life. basketball? By the way, the, during those credits, in addition to the Malkov, uh, in, in addition to the Dexter music, mm-hmm. there's some names in there. You see anything interesting? That's not, you know I did. I took six I mean, down. The, I took six down. I, the first one I did notice early on was Conrad Buff. I mean, we get that's that's a Hall of Famer for for me. Yeah. But what do you got? The way you started off. J.M. in this. I didn't get it. I don't think I got a J.M. You didn't get Joel Marrow? No, I didn't. I didn't get Joel Marrow. Oh, man. I got L.K. in here, though. I did not. I mean, this person recognizes, much like we recognize, Lance King in here. (laughs) You know? Did you see B.K.? I didn't. Barry Kutchin? (laughs) Didn't see Barry. I did see K.M., though. I can't help you. Which I thought very strange. Casey Maged Man. 
Maged man. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but I did see her. You saw DC, though. DC? DC. I didn't. You didn't mm-hmm. see Duff Chambers? Looking duff. <laughs> I, did. I didn't, but I saw a guy that frequents the library. Tom, Tom Bookout. Little, I like old Tom old Bookout. T- Tom Bookout in here. What a great last name. Did you see the drug addict lady that was in this credits? Drug addict, I didn't. Susan High in this. Wow, she was, huh? Did you see uh, CS, as in C.S. Lewis, but minus a Lewis? Nope. Cindy Spies with an extra S at the end. <laughs> I did see CM, good old Chuck <laughs> Michael. Wow, that's that, great. That's all I had. Uh, let me see if any of my other mine are worth it. The last one I have is a is a groaner, M.W. What's that? Mark Wiener oh, in here. Oh, Nice. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. It's th- those name. It wasn't plentiful on the names for me. But Tom, Tom Bookout. Tom wins. Bookout. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, one. for sure. Whatever. Whatever he's up to. Is he still out there? Don't look. How's him up. COVID? Don't waste our time. I gotta look him up. Try to get this to be the shortest what a, episode. What an Oscar, Tom Bookout. Look, man, that buzzing sound ain't your synapse is firing. That's a tattoo gun. What are you gonna get put in your body from Jennifer Eight? I'm gonna get that heap of uh, junked typewriters in the dump. And they're going to have, and instead of, you know, it's going to be that, like, you know, eight or nine typewriters, and it's going to have just in little tattooed ink, you know, letter, like typeface, like bits of the script, like stuff that Lance says on the pages. What do you think? I'm a fan. Amazing. Can't wait to have amazingly bosoms <laughs> on my person. How about yourself? What's your tattoo? So I told you in advance I'm getting my first full body tat ever. Oh, wow. It's going to take a while, right? Actually, I'm back in like an hour. You're blown away. Really? Yeah. Wow, speed, drive through. And uh, I, I was like, Justin, I know you don't want to see this, but I stripped down complete. And you're like, I don't see a goddamn thing. And I look, look at my tits. And there's a little asterisk above my nipple. And then it says underneath it, Uma's POV. <laughs> Why? Because it's a full body tap, but it's from her POV. Fair enough. Pretty, pretty good. I had huh? a joke that I, I had a joke that I was going to try to work in when we were talking about how much we loved Lance Henriksen. I was going to say, do you know who else likes Lance a lot? Guinevere. Yep, I wrote it down. <laughs> I never got to it. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, still got, still found a way to get it in there though. Oh, I had to say it. Credits have rolled. Lo and behold, there is a little extra scene at the end, a little stinger. Right. What you got? Oh man, I don't have much. What? Do you know? So, you, yeah. You I mean, one? obviously, Andy Garcia is out there frolicking with Uma in the field mm-hmm. before the credits roll. Credits roll, fades in. Kathy Baker, you, know, you can just sort of see her face like in, kind of in the dark a little bit. She's very determined. A lot of consternation on her face as they close the jail cell on her for shooting a man, <laughs> for shooting a policeman three times. Mine is the extra scene is that the, we, we see the wedding. One of us does. You know, the, <laughs> the wedding between Andy Garcia and Uma. And this is, you know, they, they kiss, he kisses the bride. They go to the reception and they're doing speeches. And guess who gets the speech? Gives a speech. The perv. Who's up there? Who, they're friends now. The perv. St. Anne himself. I think that's his last name in this. Malkovich. <laughs> I think his character's name is St. Anne that, or something. I thought that was, was his that, first name. <laughs> and um, he says he leans and he gets a he gives a rousing speech. You have a great life with a great wife. What do you think? Who is fucking everyone? <laughs> doesn't change. Doesn't change that last <laughs> bit. 
I love it. That's adorable. Yeah, I think that. He, but yeah, he's just. They're buddies now. I'd watch that. He's the he's the new he's the new he's filling the the hole that Henriksen left. Whoa, Andy's life, and you know what? Got his arm around uh, Kathy Baker. Uh, Kathy Baker at the end, and uh, you know he's got his arm around not just the shoulders, my friend. You know what I'm saying? And he's his now he's got the kid on the other hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got it. He's got the brat on the other. Yeah, he's got the know, kid on the other side, and he's sticking his his fingers Donald Donald Moffat style into the kid's cheeks. <laughs> 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 Why? Because he's trying to see the thing? <laughs> Huge twist at the end of Jennifer e. <laughs> Why was St. Anna at our blood test for the wedding? His name is St. Anne. Is that what it says? Yes. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. It's pronounced Stan. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own sequel to Jennifer 8. Escrow has found its way into the Chamber of Money. Which, what are you going to do with that? Jennifer 9. Okay. How about you got one? That's it? <laughs> Mine's called Jennifer 8 2. <laughs> <laughs> Could you explain Jennifer 8 the title? Because she's the eighth victim, and the first one was called I- Jennifer. I thought that they were going to, like, the killer was killing all Jennifer. That's so did I. Like, that's. That's what I thought was going to be. Her name's Helena. So Helena gets experimental surgery to get her eyesight back. Oh, wow. It's a big deal. Really? Opens mm-hmm. the peepers, and the first thing she sees is Andy Garcia and starts to dry heave. Oh, not it's her not, type. Not what I wanted. Not what I wanted. So she dumps, not her type at all. dumps his ass right there in the hospital, hooks up with Kathy Bates, and is instantly scissoring. Kathy Bates? Yeah. <laughs> She's in this? Kathy, ba- Ka- sorry, new- sorry, Kathy Baker, and is instantly scissoring with her. It's nice. Like, Ar- arts and crafts, or in the hospital on the on the cot there, you know, mm-hmm. hooks yeah. up with Kathy Baker and the candlestick maker, you know, uh, and he loses his shit, man. He's he's it's embarrassed. Messy. He's lost two friends, so he decides to go on his own killing spree. He starts killing. Oh my god, because he got dumped. Yeah. Doesn't take it well. And then, the you know, he's sort of the hero in town in Eureka, so he's put in charge of the case, and now it's his job to stop himself before he kills again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Intricate. So my sequel is Jennifer Nine. There is a new killer, and Andy Garcia keeps getting close calls, and the people around him keep dying. At the end, it's revealed that the killer is the is, is Rondo, or what's his name, Ronzo? Mm-hmm. What are those names? And he says, you never shot that duck for me. He was dead serious when he asked. Garcia's like tied to a chair. Just, I thought yeah. you meant fart. You're going to I thought the, you meant fart. You're going to the gas chamber. <laughs> trying to do it right. Let me see if I can bust out my acting performance here. You never shot that duck for me. How's that sound? Pretty good. And then Dick Garcia's like, wait, wait, and he squeaks one out. <laughs> uh, not what I meant. That's enough. Look, you've been given the financing to have your own business associated with Jennifer A. How are you going to turn that escrow into hard-earned? I'm going to do an acting class. They teach you to act with this, like they have a stuffed-up nose. I think it's a pretty challenging thing to do, and it's hard to pull off, and you don't see it in movies very much. People with colds? I have a code. Yeah, you could, you could teach You could teach the intro. We could use you. We're looking for instructors. My nose stuffed up. I have a code. Perfect. You're really good, actually. Your instincts are great. I watched the movie The Stand that's full of mucus and bloated throats, and nobody ever acted like they have a stuffed nose in right. that movie. Did not hear any of that. Right. 
Yeah, they per- they spoke perfectly clear. Bad makeup effects in that movie, TV show. Go ahead. What, what's, what about you? I have a blindbathtub.com. Oh, wow. And they're custom tubs that are inspired by Jennifer 8. Mm-hmm. They've got an attachment for a camera to record your naked time, webcam, all that, heat detectors, ejector seat, oil slick, bulletproof glass, whole nine. It's like a. It's like if James Bond had a bathtub and was, oh, wow. and was blind. There's no. It always delivers perfect water, no matter what. Never too hot, never too cold. Just the Goldilocks tub of all time. And, and yeah, it had that steam sensor. I like that. Could tell when the temperature was just right. Is that what it was? Like you're saying, Goldilocks. Yeah. Look, you're in the movie. You've been mm-hmm. inserted to the running time of Jennifer A. What shape will your performance take? I would just be Hemdell from Thor in this. <laughs> of course. The guy that what he unlocks the rainbow gate, whatever that thing's called, I, the rainbow. I do that every night. What is it called? The Bifrost, sir. The Bifrost, yeah. Every once in a while when this this movie, you know, the, the shenanigans, the, the serial killer stuff is happening, I just unlock the Bifrost real quick. You see a rainbow in the sky. I'm there. Nobody, no mortal men can use me or women, but I'm in here turning on the, the gate, on and off, doing my work. Okay. That's it. Hemdale. Not, not Heimdall, but Hemdale. Is it Heimdall? Yeah, of course. Why did I think it was Hemdale? Uh, that's the that's the company that made Platoon, if I'm not mistaken. Heimdall. I'll be both of those. So characters. I'm a hard boiled detective. Twins. Hemdale and Heimdall. <laughs> it's like Tomax and Zemo. I'm a hard boiled detective shows up at that dump scene. Oh man. I've got I am Natalie dressed. I've got a notepad. I am like ready for work. And, yeah. And uh walk right past that guy's body right to the typewriters. I'm I'm a detective from Smith Corona. And I found a major crime scene. Like, and I'm picking around like this charnel house of, of uh, destroyed typewriters. Typewriters pushing across, pushing uh, murdered bodies out of the way to get to the real. Yeah, and I'm real... staring at. It, I start to tear up. Have to I have to go throw up into a fucking sack. So I'm, I'm yeah. just repulsed, and I'm taking notes, and I'm like, you know, trying to lift fingerprints off the keys and breaking down and all that. Got to find out who did this. Got to find out who did it. And I'm like taking samples and, and looking at the knobs and the ribbon. This this ribbon, mm-hmm. look at this, right down the, the, this was the killing shot right here on this ribbon, you know? And I'm like narrating into a tape tape thing, like all sorts of Sin City type dialogue, Rorschach or whatever. And then I, did you know it would be perfect for that if you if you just wrote that character in? The perfect actor to play would, Tom Hanks. Play would be Tom Hanks because yeah. he's a huge typewriter guy. Yeah. Loves them typewriters. Yeah. Yeah, plus anything to get away from Colin, right? I mean, yeah. nice set on him. Okay, so look, you've been absorbing from all these films, just right. absorbing, and you've got to incorporate something from Jennifer Aiden into your own life, a mantra, a ritual, a discipline. Mine's pretty easy. You'll see me, and I'll be like like rubbing my hands like I've, like I've hurt myself, and I'll be just mumbling W-B-W-H-F, you know? And I'm like, W-B-W-H-F? Uh-huh. And, and then you'll okay. see me, like, grab something, and I'll throw it down, and I'll start, r- r- you know, wringing my hands, like, trying to get the, the circulation back. What bumps would Helena feel? Nice. So you'll give yourself a little catchphrase. Yeah. I like it. So, I, mine would be a little... Yeah. Mine was pretty easy, too. I don't know if you're familiar with the legendary band that I'm sure you hate, R.E.M. Love R.E.M. Do you love them? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I've seen them, I love seen them, them a few times live. Yeah. It was, they have a very famous song called Driver 8. I would just, when I hear that song, which plays every once in a while, I'm just going to sing, so Driver 8, Jennifer 8. 
And the train conductor says, take a break, Jennifer H. <laughs> Jennifer A, take a break. And I just won't change any of the other lyrics, so right. it's not that good. Lance got shot in the larynx. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's a pretty good mantra. It's a pretty good thing to take from this. And that, I'm not lying. This is the one I actually will probably do. Okay. I have been singing it today. And sound pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's good, Nick. St. Dan in the place where you live now. That's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty great. Now I'll do that as well. Okay. And last but not least, look, you've been mm-hmm. stranded on this floating island for all these many years now, gathering debris from films. Now it's time to take something from Jennifer 8. What you bringing, man? That's a good question. What can I bring from this? I think I'm going to bring one of those... I don't know if you... You probably pay attention to this. Uma was a blind woman, and she needs to know the time, so she has clocks that speak the time. Mm-hmm. And they tell you when it's 9 o'clock. It says it's 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. 9 o'clock. You know, it says that robotically. What a shame. 9 o'clock. And I would turn it to the ultra-high settings. So it would just 9 o'clock, man! It's 9.08. And then 9.09. It just goes <laughs> off every minute. You know, right? I, I would, I would. Sometimes I want to hear a voice. You know, I get lonely there, yeah. and I maybe that, li- that that alarm clock or that clock would, digital clock that speaks, would become a, a fast friend. Right. So yeah, I would have that shouting clock. <laughs> I don't know about shouting, but yeah. I know it has Malkovich's voice. I hope. Anyway, what about you? So you know how Matthew Modine would always takes like a bunch of photographs on his movie sets and put releases. I a do book know yet. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got a little coffee table book on my island, and it says Jennifer ate the photographs. Wow. And it's my little keepsake from the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What photographs? The only photographs that were taken, really, in the movie, I think. By the toilet creep? Yeah. It actually says, mm. it, it, it says, by the toilet creep on the bottom. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which, Modine, I mean, maybe. Yeah, so I've... I've <laughs> I've got the I've got that coffee table book on my island for uh, quick access, and quick I access, I don't keep I don't have a coffee table, unfortunately. Mm. Not the one that Andy Garcia perches on. It fits his entire on. No, so I don't I don't have a, a coffee table. So in a pinch, I have the body double for Uma Thurman standing there holding the book. Yeah. Wow. Nice. What's her name? She she has a name Mary something or some Mary Good or Mary Great. Well, I I read it in the trivia. Can't, I can't zoom in that hard. Mary Good, Mary Great on my island. <laughs> Holding that book. It's nice. Mm-hmm. From an angle, you know, from an angle, you can get tricked. I tried it once. Okay. I, I, I tried it once. I pulled a suspect zero and remoted myself into Ethan Hawke and, and looked at it through his eyes for just a second. Oof. I was fooled. Yeah. He's like, I'd make Maya with that. And then I suspect Seriously. zeroed out that remote projection and had to settle for Mary Awesome. Mary astoundingly. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. So she hold- it, se- it seems sort of salacious to have a book of naked photographs and then the naked person standing there holding the naked photographs. Mm-hmm. It ain't. I was going to make a suggestion. Let's hear it. If you need a book holder mm-hmm. to, hold that, to hold that book, don't bring over Uma's body double. Bring over old Tom Bookout. 